You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's bring in our guy. Uh, he's not super active on uh, Instagram, but he's very active on Twitter. Yeah. You made a, an effort to be active on Instagram that I think lasted two and a half days. What happened? I, I might have missed this. That's a stretch. I don't know if it lasted that long. It lasted one post. <laughs> Fed- Fedora <laughs> Ham. Fedora Ham made an appearance. What was on, the uh, effort? The, the post of Fedora Ham. And then he stopped. <laughs> Did you put some hmm. on your stories, Ham? No. I, I like posting pictures when I travel. Like, I've always looked at Instagram as something different. Maybe it's just how I've always perceived it. I, I like Twitter as far as, like, Instagram how is I... fun and happy. That's <laughs> what Instagram is. It's fun. On Instagram, you can be who you always aspire yeah, to be. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I always feel like with Instagram, though, like, I can't just put, like, news and stuff out there. I actually have to, like, go find a picture, produce something to build, you know, build out one of those little graphics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just don't have the time for that. So I, I don't know. Maybe James, it's just me. James doesn't have time for Instagram. You heard it here <laughs> first. You're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRX QHD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320, driven by Lasher's Elk Grove Dodge. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Proper introduction, R1320 Kings Insider uh, and creator of the Kings Beat, James Ham here with us as the Sacramento Kings We'll play the Los Angeles Lakers tonight, James, in L.A. for the fourth and final time uh, this season. And much has been made uh, since their wins over the weekend against Houston and against San Antonio that this team just keeps scoring uh, a ton of points. And they're on a kind of a historic run right now with five straight games of a 130-plus points games that actually started at the Golden 1 Center on Trista Crick night uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I mean, it's this team is is doing amazing things offensively. Uh, defensively, they're still a hot mess. Uh, if they don't do amazing things offensively, then they will lose. And so they've kind of put themselves in that situation. And it's a situation that I think Mike Brown has fought and fought and fought to not be in. And now he's in it and realizes that, like, he's got a, I don't, I don't think changes expectations. Navigate through it a little differently. Yeah, maybe he needs to figure out a way to just look at net rating as opposed to defensive rating, and and figure out a way to get the the net rating as high as possible. Which is you know the difference between offensive rating and defensive rating. And like if you're winning that battle, then you're winning games. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I know we've talked about this in the past. I, I just remember years ago listening to um the uh the kings had their defensive coordinator at the time and i can't why his name is slipping my mind right now and someone someone was asking him on the radio why is it that your your defense really isn't a lockdown defense and he's like because i don't have any defensive players mm-hmm. i'm doing the best i can the the fact is that you know we average 120 points a game and we only give up 100 and like 14 so yeah is that elston yeah yeah, yeah. yeah elston turner yeah, exactly. And and so that's, you know, I think there could come a point where Mike Brown needs to play within the confines of what he has in front of him. And if that means that 
his team is going to give up 120 points a night, but they're going to score 130. That still means you win. Uh, you just need to make sure that you're able to get stops when you need to. The problem that the Kings have is, and that Mike Brown knows, is that you know you don't get to play the Houston Rockets twice, the San Antonio Spurs, the Los Angeles Lakers. The you know like just keep stacking up these bad teams uh, like all season long. You know, an 82 game season, you're going to run up against teams that you just can't outscore mm-hmm. uh, because if you're not going to play defense they're going to play a little bit of defense and they can crank their offense up as well. Yeah. I, and and uh, like I always said, I want them to play better defense. Like I absolutely would want that. But also kind of like what James was talking about, I I realize that's not the personnel that they have. So, and I think Mike Brown and his coaching staff has done this. It's like, all right, well, that's not the strengths of the guys that we have. What can we do to magnify the strengths that they have and do our best to hide the weaknesses? And I think that's kind of where they're at. I think they started out that way. And Mike got to a point where he's like, I've done this long enough. You guys need to be better here. And if you're not, I'll find people who who will play better. And then he couldn't find people that would play better. And it started messing up the, the team a little bit. So mm-hmm. I think they went back to, all right, let's just go back to what their strengths are and let's focus on that and try to get better piece by piece on the defensive end. And it wins games in the regular season. Will it win you a championship? Absolutely not. But it wins you games in the regular season. It'll get you to the playoffs. And if we're looking at this thing in the, in the big picture, I know maybe you know we need to get somewhere before we look in the big picture, but this is the first step into the, the whole process of what they're trying to do with this organization. They they weren't going to be this championship team in year one of Mike Brown. This is just the first step. Yeah, I agree with you, but I, I think the frustration with him is that he knows that it, if you're playing good teams or you're playing in the playoffs or that last 20 games of the season where it really becomes like the tune-up to the playoffs, if you can't protect Demonis Sabonis, you're going to lose. And that's it. Like if Demonis Sabonis is looking at six fouls each and every night, or he's sitting at four and you got to sit him for long stretches, you're done. And the problem that this team has is that the guards and forwards aren't doing enough to keep their men on the perimeter and keep them away from the middle of the basket where the middle of the key where Sabonis is waiting and Sabonis is doing his best to, you know, be a good teammate and to keep the rim, you know, to protect the rim. But at the same time, like there's nothing he can do about picking up fouls in those situations. When you've got athletic guards and forwards flying at you, like it doesn't matter how good your body position is. You just can't get to the spot quick enough. And so he's picking up a bunch of cheap fouls and you know, I I get it. Mike Brown uh, will continue to demand more and more and more. It feels like right now that the Kings are playing like 48 minutes of incredible offense. And then they're playing maybe 12 minutes of good defense. Mm -hmm. And like within that, and you got to figure out a way to expand the defensive moments and keep the offensive moments there. Uh, but I, I mean, Harrison Barnes isn't going to shoot 66.7% from the field and 64.3% from three over a four game stretch very often. And that's how you're beating teams like this. You're, you're running them over with your offense and you can't just win on making shots. And, and that's what Mike is fearing, that this team will just fall in love with making with winning on, on offense 
and then never really take that next step defensively. And I think he needs better defensive players for sure. Um, whether you can get one or two pieces that help you now is going to be a big question that faces Monty McNair in the coming days. How many, how many teams do you genuinely think in the league play? I, I don't think anyone plays 48 minutes of defense, but like how many teams do you think really focus a lot on the defensive end? Um, you know, like, I mean, there's obvious to, ones like Boston. I mean, there's obvious yeah, ones that you can point yeah, Boston, out. Boston, Milwaukee, even Philadelphia usually is pretty solid defensively. Um, most of the Eastern Conference teams, more than the Western Conference teams, uh, I think that that's always kind of been the case. Would you say that uh, about Denver? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they have to scheme around the fact that, you know, they don't have a super mobile center. Hmm. They've got a great center, but they don't have a super mobile center. And they scheme around him all the time. Um, and, and that's, you know, again, that's why I think bringing in Jordy Fernandez was such a coup because he's, you know, a defensive coach that comes from four or five years in Denver working with Michael Malone, but also, uh, you know, his backdrop with Mike Brown, but also figuring out ways to protect a guy like like Nikola Jokic. And so it's these are all pieces to the puzzle. How do you get to a better defensive scheme how do you how do you figure out a way and how do you work with the pieces that are in place today uh you know like like harrison barnes might not be here next season uh so you're gonna have to fill that hole but you gotta also look and think that keegan murray isn't going to be a rookie next season Hmm. you know he's going to have a better understanding of what needs to happen in order to slow down an opposition um you know De'Aaron Fox can get better defensively Kevin Herter can get better defensively all of these guys like most of their core are young enough that they can show improvements but that doesn't mean you you still need a piece or two to make this whole thing work Mm -hmm. and you know like you're you're at a a four seed right now the the potential to move up to a three seed here in the coming days but you have to keep telling yourself that this team is really more like a six seed that's that needs to find a way to secure themselves there so they're not in the play-in tournament and and hopefully maybe you can finish the four seed and somehow you host a a first round playoff match that would be incredible but you have to be realistic about who this team is right now and you know the fact that they're feasting on bad teams is a good thing because you got to play all 82 games but uh you know, at the same time, the schedule will get more difficult. The schedule from here on out is like 16th most difficult in the league. And, you know, they're going to have ups and downs. They got to figure out a way to ride it out. And that usually means play defense. I'm two, two quick things. Yeah. Just real quick. One, you're a downer. Two, <laughs> they could move to three tonight, actually. We're all big Miami yeah. Heat fans. Let's go, Kyle Lowry. Let's, let's, let's go, Heat. Let's go, Heat. Those. It, if, <laughs> if the Heat beat the Pelicans and the Kings uh, get their third win against the Lakers, uh, and we've we've decided, James, you look at the standing, you're not getting higher than third. <laughs> like that's that's the end of it right there. Unless something terrible happens with like Memphis or Denver, you're not getting any higher than third. That's the end of the cluster right there. There's one and two, and then there's a cluster after that. So mm-hmm. this this we're essentially playing for our first place tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at those teams, even Memphis, like, like they showed last year where they like 20 and three without jaw. And this year they've just rolled through without Desmond Bain for Mm. long stretches. Uh, Yeah, that's a team that has a next man up mentality and they don't care who's there and who's not. 
and they just keep playing. And the Kings are a year or two away from being that. Mm. You know, that's that's what happens when you're together and you have a system and everything, you know, for like three, four years, you start to build that type of characteristic to your, like your DNA of who you are as a team. The Kings just aren't there yet. And so like we, we have to keep reminding ourselves that this is a first year of Mike Brown. This is the first year that this group of players have been together and you hope that they can accomplish amazing things, but you have to know that there, there can be tough times and not there. There doesn't even have to be tough times. One of these or two of these teams that are below them who are really, really good and aren't playing good basketball right now will eventually figure it out and be right there and, you know, where you are and you're going to have to battle this. Or they won't. Or they won't. Like we've been, we've been saying that for the last 35 games. I think Golden State's the one that I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll see what they do. I don't, I'm not sold on Portland or the Lakers or, or Utah, we just or, or any of those last teams, night. or the the Clippers, and that's the every time the, every time finals. I watch the Clippers, I just get more confused. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't I don't know what happened to them. I'm with you. Like I don't know how they're playing so poorly, but like if you've been watching basketball for any length of time, you know that the final 25 games of the season is just a tremendous ramp up, and it becomes so difficult. It, it like winning games in the final 20 something games of the season is is tough against good teams mm-hmm. like that is when the playoff actually start and you're you're you know trying to figure out seating and everything else they need a big time cushion and you know like we were just podcasting a few minutes ago and uh Brendan asked you know can this team finish four games over 500 on the season where they are right now, you know, or, well, right now they're what six, but Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that magic mark of four that they couldn't get over, can they finish the entire season at four games over? And that's what you have to start looking at. Like, like, is this a 43 win team? Is it a 45 win team? Is it a 48 win team? Can they get to 50? Like, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that like when you're usually taking these steps as a team, it doesn't, like historically happen in one season where you go from like a perennial loser to a really, really, really good team that could, you know, potentially host a first round game. Yeah. No, I completely understand you. I, I just, and, and I, we joke with you, but I, I understand what you're saying. I just think that this team, number one, the way they score in general, like in the regular season, there's not a lot of teams that are going to keep up with that. Yeah. They play Milwaukee. Milwaukee may be able to do it. Boston, all this other stuff. But they're not playing those teams that often. Like, they're going to play Houston and, I don't know, San Antonio more times than they're going to play the good teams, I think. I think I, – because I'll, I'll trust you because you have a little bit more um, insight on this. But I thought I saw somewhere they had the fourth easiest schedule remaining. Not the six. Well, that was before this stretch where they played a bunch of bad teams. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. It's it's turned. I mean, and that's kind of the way, you know, the strength of schedule. We're down to 40 something games or or 30 something games uh, at this point. So it's going to go quickly. I mean, that's what's crazy. Like everyone's having such a good time here and the lighting the beam and, you know, everyone's like hanging on the edge of their seat each and every night. Um, But this thing is motoring. Like we're almost like the Kings have a seven game road trip coming up and then like two games at home and you're at the, you're at the trade deadline. You're at the, uh, you're at the all-star break. I mean, it's all coming so quickly here in the next couple of weeks. 
And like, can they hold on? And like, how do you get through a seven game road trip? Even though there are a bunch of winnable games on that seven game road trip. Like if they come out of that four and three, that's a huge, huge like win. Uh, but what if they go two and five? Like these are, there's all kinds of setbacks that can happen. Little setbacks, big setbacks. And I just really think that, you know, like people need to cheer on their team and, and just like keep a level head about where they are and don't get too disappointed if they fall a couple of spots in the standings. And I think it's a really good thing. They've built what their four game lead above like the 10 spot at this point. That's, that's good. Like, but can you hold on to it? And can you take care of business against, again, uh, like tonight, a bad Lakers team? Uh, you know, OKC is playing much better basketball yeah. when you get home. Mm-hmm. That's that's a dangerous, tough, that's physical be a fight. Yeah. team. Yeah, they play defense. They've got a, a star. So, like, how do you play against those teams? And then, like, do you get knocked off kilter if you lose one of these games? And you got Philadelphia. And, like, you can't – you got to stay in the moment if you're this Kings team. And uh, so far they've done a good job of doing that. The, the, the one thing I always say with those things, once again, Ham is correct, but – you know, people look at the schedule and they're like, man, OKC playing good and, and Philly good. And, man, this is tough. And I look back and I say, we're good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they got to play us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, OKC's looking at it like, man, Sacramento, they score. Like, that's going to be a tough game. Like, I think that's the mentality that, you know, hopefully the Kings – I'm sure they do. They're they're a confident bunch. But they got to play us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I would say this too. Like the the big games that are coming up, like again, we got Lakers, OKC, Philly, and then Memphis, and then the Raptors, right? So you're hoping right there, can the Kings go, can they go three and two? That's solid. If they can go three and two, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then how do you do against Minnesota? Who is Minnesota? Is Minnesota going to be the team that's like, like been horrible half the season? Or are they going to be a team who's turned it around for a short uh, stint and you've got to go in there and, and face a team that, you know, might be more difficult than they, than they look on paper. Uh, you know, can you get, I mean, again, you got the Spurs, you got the Pacers, you got the Pelicans. Um, and then you finish that, that seven game series, that seven game road trip with the Rockets. But there's, there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then, like, will you make a trade? Will that trade cost you a game? Mm-hmm. You know, like there are all kinds of things that you have to look at and, like, I just want fans to enjoy the ride, like live in the moment like the team is supposed to live in the moment and and cheer on your your guys because they're doing something right now that a lot of these guys have never been in this position. Uh, you know, I don't think De'Aaron Fox in his career clearly has never been six games over 500. Hmm. And keep that in mind. Like, it, it's a lot more pressure once the winning starts to, to stack up and once people start having different expectations, once you start going on ESPN – with, you know, your two stars go on ESPN. What happens then? Like, you're starting to build some expectations with this team that just weren't there, uh, like, two weeks ago and weren't there, like, this summer. Uh, they're in uncharted water. And, you know, again, you, fans need to be supportive of, of where they go from here. I like Special Ed's idea. Team issued black air forces the rest of the season. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Let's go. Everybody that, gets black, that air. black air force one uh, vibe. That black that air force was? energy. Black uh, air force energy. As Mark Jones yeah. said. Are, f- w- what's the number? Six games over five hundred. Do you are you are you buying what you're seeing? Yeah, buy that they're a great offensive team. 
Um, but I also buy that they're a bad defensive team. They're six like, games over 500. Are you buying that record? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, in this season, for sure. Like, there are a bunch of bad teams this season. Uh, and I think that they've, you know, they haven't let off the gas. They're, they've lost maybe two games that I really think, oh, that was horrible. Like, Charlotte mm-hmm. and... And Washington are two teams that are are bad, bad teams, in my opinion. Um, but like a lot of the other games, you know, I can call the the Lakers a bad team right now, but they still have LeBron James. I mean, like the dude is 38 years old and just put up, what, 48, 49? Yeah. Like what Nine he's doing right now, it's, it's just historical, but it's incredible to watch. And, you know, he's walking to a triple-double. You're just, it's crazy. Uh, but, you know, like there are only two real games where I just were like, I'm so down on the team for losing those games. And those things happen. Uh, you know, the rest of the time, like look at some of the teams you thought, oh, man, they lost to Miami. Well, Miami's a 500 team again. You know, you start to, like there are a couple of those teams where you just look at it and you go, OK, look, they're a better team than we thought they were mm-hmm. when, when you played them. Even Charlotte got everyone healthy for like three games, <laughs> beat the Kings, and now everyone is hurt again. And they're bad again. So, you know, you never know how these things will work out. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm believing in them. I said it yesterday, Ham. I think they're going to be top six. You know, I don't think this is, is a play-in team. I don't think this is a play-in situation. I think they're going to be in the top six. Like you mentioned earlier, hopefully, you know, they play well enough where they can, you know, get a home playoff series. But, top four, baby. Yeah. Expectations have shifted. <laughs> top four. Let's go. But I, I, think, well, I guess I think they're top six. Like, what about, uh, what about New Orleans? Are they a, the top a top three team for you guys? When they're healthy, but I don't know if they're going to be healthy. Oh no, yeah. I when can't. they're healthy, well, that's they're where really they're good. at right now. Yeah, they, yeah they're, but they're 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 sliding. three headed south. Yeah, they're sliding. You know, with Zion out for a little <laughs> bit longer, and I don't know if Brandon Ingram's ever playing basketball again. I, we read an update on him, I think a week a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Which I was the, more confused when we were done reading the update than before when we read it. Right. The bruised toe that's cost him nine or ten games? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah, and his teammates, I think, are confused. They're like, what in the world's happening? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I, it, it, I, I, when Zion was cooking, it was like, oh, yeah, they're legit. Like, mm-hmm. Zion, see, this is a perfect combination. But now it's like, when Zion comes back, what is? are you getting reacclimated? Are, are, are minutes restrictions... Is he good? Mm-hmm. Like what? What's and that? What's the case? And that's with him? when he comes back. I think he's like he probably won't be back to the All Star break. It would make sense. You know what I mean? I don't so, think the injury was spaced out that long, mm-hmm. but it would make sense. Yeah. Like if you're if you're tiptoeing around it, why why bother? So that that's two three weeks of like Zionless Brandon Ingramless basketball. So who knows what happens with them? They might be out of third yeah. by the end of the day. Are you buying that team? No, I didn't buy that team at the beginning of the year. I'm not going to change my tune now. Healthy, you don't buy them? Well, healthy, but the problem is that, like, again, we talk about teams that haven't been together. A team hasn't been together. Like, how do they handle the tough times? How do they handle the good times, right? Uh, And and that's what we're seeing with the Kings. I think the one good thing that I'll say about what's happening with, with the Kings is that they're so yeah, many Yeah, you haven't close said games. much good things about the Kings. <laughs> well, no, like every game is super, super close. That is just you're learning so much from each one of those games. Sure. Like you gotta you gotta learn a lot of ways to not make a light bulb before you make a light bulb. 
you know, and, and I, I think that that's when you're looking at the way that the Kings are figuring out how to win, how to keep close, how to throttle up and throttle down, because we're seeing them like they'll get to half and it'll be a competitive game. And then boom, they'll, they're blowing teams off the, uh, out in the third quarter and, and just like running over teams. You're like, okay, that makes sense. Like, give me more of these, like, you know, 25 point games, these, these 15 point games that you don't have to put your starters in the last four minutes of a game just to save it, mm-hmm. you know, like show me that you can do that and, and that you're learning. And for that matter, like fill a couple of the holes in the roster, you know, you got them go fill the holes, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, it's not like this. There's some mystery here. You're, you're a bad defensive team. See if you can find some good defensive players that can shoot the ball and, and move forward. So mm-hmm. I'm going to think more about the light bulb comment James just made for a few minutes, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to get James Ham to say something positive about the Sacramento Kings uh, as we get ready for the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. More from our 1320 Kings insider James Ham when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, Steelo and KC on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. No, no, no. Back to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. Couple of updates here from the latest injury report, Hammer. Uh, Matthew Della Listed as questionable with a non-COVID illness. Get well soon. Uh, Alex Lynn is out of tonight's game with a non-COVID illness. Mm, get well soon. Uh, and fresh off his appearance on NBA Today, DeMontis Sabonis, questionable with a non-COVID illness. Dear God, take my lungs. 
It's not great, Bob. Uh, LeBron James still listed as questionable, by the way, with left ankle soreness uh, for tonight's game. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis is out. Uh, Austin Reeves is still out. Lonnie Walker is still out. We kind of knew all of this going in. Uh, but, yeah, Domas and, and Matthew Dellavedova listed as questionable. I'm going to go out on a limb. I certainly don't know. I'm not there. I'm in Sacramento, California, not Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Domas is playing with a broken freaking hand. If he's got a cold, he's going to play with a cold. Yeah, they need to play with a mask on let him do it. Yeah, you know, like there's so much going around right now. Yeah. Uh, we all know that. Like the the Herder illness last week, um, you know, I we're going to have to keep dealing with it. Um, like I, I hope he that missed he plays. two games, right? Like he, yeah. he missed, uh, yeah, he, he, he must have yeah. really been I, feeling I, it. Yeah, I, I know what he had, but I'm not going to put it, like business out there without like like a thumbs up from somebody. Um, but it, it's like a standard illness that, you know, like most of us have had, but like takes uh, antibiotics to get through and stuff. So he's all right. Um, but he hadn't hit the basketball court for like three days when he got back. Um, so, yeah, yeah. He should be fine at this point. He should be ready to roll. Um, but as far as Sabonis, that's not great. Uh, you know, Del Vadova, you know, and Len are, are non, you know, our players who are well out of the rotation. Um, just nice pieces to have in case you need an emergency. Yeah. I don't well, know what the, exactly the, the Kings would do. The two-way guys aren't there either. Um, yeah, Nimi and uh, Keon I guess, Ellis. I, yeah, are, I guess it. I, I guess it doesn't. I guess if Domas is out, it's probably a little bit of a. Got to be a little bit of a concern, though. Yeah, uh, no uh, Alex Lynn. Yeah, no Alex Lynn. No Nimi Kada. It's. How are you going to start uh, Thomas Wilt, <laughs> Abdul Jabbar, Bryant? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Jokic. Well, I mean, you're, you add a we're probably going to see Rashawn Holmes. Uh, Chemezi Metu. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes for 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Rashawn Holmes and Chemezi Metu for 48 minutes tonight. Uh, goodness. Again, he's listed as questionable. Domas is listed as questionable. He's not listed as out. Thomas uh, but if he does miss the game, if he does miss the game, I'm calling foul. And I'm saying, I'm saying something uh, uh, unscrupulous happened at the ESPN studio in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I, I oh, think there was no. up, up, up to no good in that L.A. Live area. They tricked him. I don't like it. They De'Aaron, stay, stay away. Bad cheeseburger. I think that I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard that happens. <laughs> uh, I've heard that happens. I never believed that day in my life. Neither did I. That somebody yeah, I don't believe the something. stupid pizza story either. Well, I, don't, I don't believe that either. He's sick as a dog. 30 years later, Michael Jordan's going to tell us it's a pizza that nobody else <laughs> ate. Because allegedly he spit on it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't Come that, on, Mike. Man. I don't believe it. Took one for the team. T- apparently. Hey, James. <laughs> My goodness. Hey, I wanted to ask you something. I wanted to like go back in time a little bit um, to Friday night. And I just I wanted to think know you what you thought about um, the scuffle between Monk and Garrison Matthews. And, and not just the scuffle, but like since we've been doing this show, we've talked about like people standing people on the roster mm-hmm. standing up for each other and, and willing to you know go to battle and fight for each other and things of that nature and it felt like that's one of the first times we saw that Jamesi Metsu didn't hesitate he, he Monk had an issue and Metsu was right there did that stand out to you at all or was it just another NBA skirmish to you yeah I mean it was a little bit of a another NBA skirmish but I also remember that uh that Mr. Garrison had actually smacked Keegan Murray on, and got a flagrant foul the game before. Mm. 
And and I think that there's some brewing bad blood there between the Kings and him. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that, you know, plays hard. He's uh he can hit a big time three point shot and he's got a little grit to him. He's a wild and, child. Uh, he's yeah. Bordering on dirty. He is a wild child. I would say and he he is he is dirty, but he's also like you even saw when Malik Monk went toe to toe with him. He's much bigger than you thought. Like he's a, a good sized guard and you know, I I don't know. He's a player that, you know, in the right system, you're like, huh, I wouldn't mind having a dude who, who doesn't mind getting a little dirty, mixing it up a little bit. You know, I, I'm not sure that I can say the same thing about, um, what's his name? Uh, Eason? Eason uh, no, no, the, the kid on the Milwaukee Bucks now. Oh, Grayson. Yeah, Grayson Allen. Oh, yeah, I, I can't handle the Grayson Allen thing because he always has like the who me look. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't trip that guy for like the fortieth time. <laughs> uh, you know, so there's always that, and that he looks like a certain senator that I don't care for. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you look at him, you're like, huh? Uh, like Gerson Matthews, like he's gonna punch somebody. Like I, I'm all right with that. Like every once in a while, you need a guy like that on your team. We talk about the Kings needing a guy like that. I like the Metu like jumped right in there. I, I walked the tape, watched the tape back, and I didn't really see a reason why Metu deserved wow. a tech. Um, he was, but they, at least they he labeled didn't get him fined. an instigator, which he did instigate a little bit. He but got a he tech got, and an injection. Yeah, he shouldn't have got thrown out. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, well, I mean, when you it comes to altercations, like they they start doing the Oprah thing, like you get you get a car, you, you, you get thrown out, and you get car, and you get thrown out. That's what they start doing. Additionally, yep. I believe was the term that the official. Additionally, uh, old Freeport was over there forgetting Freeport. where he was, and he's getting tossed. And additionally, my goodness, I and did. Then they had a bunch of guys get suspended for a game for stepping on the court. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I we, we talked about this just very briefly uh, yesterday, but I was actually concerned. That was a long stoppage in the game, and it. They Kings came out really slow and thought, oh, boy, if this is the moment that turns this game, my goodness, and credit to the Kings who settled down after a few minutes later and then were able to you know, kind of get back to business and close things out uh, in that fourth quarter. Actually, I, I thought that was a telling moment uh, for Sacramento. The response uh, for the hip check on Malik Monk because that was absolutely a dirty play mm-hmm. and his second one in as many games. And the response after the long stoppage where they're starting out slow, starting out slow, hit the pause button, regroup, get back going, wind up blowing them out for a second time. Yeah, it's just showing, once again, that the Kings can win in different ways, that they're not going to be distracted, that they're not going to like get knocked off their game by a silly foul. And, you know, like I didn't think that that was a horribly dirty play. Um, I, I didn't think it was clean, but like Monk's reaction is what started that whole skirmish. Um, so like, I, I mean, I fully Garrison didn't make a play for the ball. Yeah, He did not go for the ball. He went for the sole intention of blocking out Malik Monk and hip checks him in the process. And Garrison turned up like he went to 10, like Malunk, Malunk, Malik <laughs> knocked the ball out. He probably said something. And then Matthews, you want to go, bro? <laughs> Yeah, that's a quote. We, we did have a little. It did get. Uh, it escalated quickly. Um, yeah, it was a little strange. But at the same time, like Malik Monk did say something. Malik Monk did, you know, come 
knock the ball out of his hands and all that stuff. Which so. it's so funny to me that basketball players get really angry when you knock the ball out of their hands. Like like Kenny said, he turned around on level 10, <laughs> all because the ball got poked out from behind him. It's tremendous. And he was yeah. probably upset that his team was getting his ass their ass kicked. Again. 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 Yeah, yeah, the yeah. second time. Rinse and repeat. That yeah. was like, yeah, when you're, uh, like, I would, it's not fun to play for a team that loses all the time. And, you know, whether you're a guy at the end of the bench like he is or not, like, it still doesn't feel great. I guess he's in the, the rotation, sort of. Um, but, again, I'm, I'm not sure how they're, uh, how good their their rotation is. Uh, that's a pretty bad team from top to bottom. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a bit messy. Do you feel like you've learned anything from the second unit over the course of these last couple of days? We spent a lot of time. Uh, talking about them following the Los Angeles Lakers game. And I feel I feel like we've seen a little bit of a response. Obviously, Terrence Davis got shifted to the starting lineup for a couple of games with Kevin Herter out with that illness. But um, do, you, do, you, do you feel like we've, we've gotten a solid response from that group? Yeah, I thought Davion Mitchell was excellent. Like, just really, really good defensively, but also uh, efficient, hitting his shots, made quick decisions. I thought that was big. Um, you know, they're not asking him to go dish out a bunch of assists. Just do your job, figure out your role. And and I thought, again, like, where would the Kings be without Trey Lyles? Trey Lyles has just been spectacular. Yeah. Like, he's been, he's a, like, you're not going to make a decision on this roster based on Trey Lyles. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who's earned a spot in the rotation and, and should be there for the long haul. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What did, uh, what, did, what did you yesterday we talked about a little bit with um with Davion and I talked about how when he scores that's like icing on the cake. And what I mean by that is he can have two points in a game, but if he's playing the defense that we come to know and love and expect from him, that's his job. Do you think that's like a little not giving him all the responsibility that he probably should have as being like a backup point guard. Would you want more scoring outputs? Obviously you'd want it, but would you expect more scoring outputs like you got in San Antonio? Or do you look at it the same way where it's like, hey, if he has three points but he's playing defense, job well done? You know, with Davion, I think the way that I would respond to that is if I don't notice Davion on the offensive end, then I'm okay with what he's doing on the defensive end. Um, I think the problem that I've had is that more times a season than not, I have noticed him on the offensive end and not for a good reason. Um, you know, like over dribbling, um, you know, he, he missed a lot of shots early. He's starting to pick it up now. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like, I would like to see him be like a really good off ball option for Malik Monk as, uh, as sort of that leader of the second unit. Mm. But in, in Davion's defense, I get what they're trying to do, but this whole thing where they pull Fox at the six-minute mark of the first quarter, and then they put Davion in, and then they put Fox in in the final three minutes of the first quarter, and they sit Sabonis, and they also sit Davion again, and then Davion starts the second quarter. Like, it's really hard to get a rhythm in a game when you're playing, like, three-minute bursts. Like, if he's playing... 14 minutes he's gone in and out of the game like five or six times most nights mm -hmm. and that's not really conducive to sort of settling in and and finding your role and finding your niche uh niche and all that stuff so 
Um, what yeah, do you think they're like, trying to accomplish by doing that? The quick, well, relatively quick in, ins and outs. They're not concerned about Davion. They're concerned about getting Sabo- either Sabonis or Fox on the court at all times. Davion is sort of uh, the unfortunate outcome of of what their intention is, hmm. and it is what it is. I mean, he's got to deal with it uh, because you know he's Davion Mitchell on. You know, he's the eighth or ninth guy on this team and not like the first or second guy. And so you're you're trying to manage those first two guys. What do you think about – well, I know what you think about it. That's a bad way to start the question, right? What do you think about – James, talk about <laughs> – That's the one. <laughs> talk about. Um, Harrison Barnes in January. Man, is. Balling. That's actually a fair place to say. James, just talk about Harrison Barnes in January. That's ridiculous. <laughs> He's balling right now. I, we talked about it yesterday, and I don't expect him to put up. I think he's averaging like 22 a night, mm-hmm. you know, shooting 50%. What I, I'm not expecting that for the rest of the season. I do think that Harrison Barnes in this situation, the way this team, the way this team plays on the offensive end, I do think he could be a guy that puts up 17, 18 points a night for the rest of the season. Do you see that in him or is it just like he's going to do this and then start in February, he's going to average 11 and it'll always balance out. Well, I mean, if the Kings are scoring 140 a night, then there's enough for everyone. I mean, that's basically seven 20 point scores in a game, which I, I feel like this team is going to have a game this season where five guys score 20. Uh, I think we've already seen the four guys score 20, but five guys mm-hmm. score 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just kind of the way this roster is built. Uh, what I like is that Harrison is, is taking more shots, uh, at least right now, you know, he's up to, uh, I think over the last, I think it's eight games. He's averaging right around seven, three point attempts per game Mm -hmm. over his last four games, just this week where he was, you know, a nominee for, uh, Western conference player of the week. I mean, he shot like, what was it? 66.7% from the field. And 64.3% from three. Mm. Like, that's just crazy. We can't expect that. Um, but I'll also tell you, like, he didn't rebound the ball well. Uh, he had multiple, like, two-game, one-two-game rebounds. Um, but the Kings didn't play defense all week, so there there wasn't a lot of rebounds to get, and Sabonis got his. Uh, and, you know, I just think that, like, he is who he is. We can't expect him to be something different. And so... You're right. He'll have another stretch where he averages 11 a game, and, and it'll balance all of this out. And you just hope that he has more stretches where he's he's putting up 20 because when the when Harrison Barnes puts up 20, the Kings are almost unbeatable mm. um, this season. And you know you hope that he he finds sort of that rhythm. But also, this team likes to ride the hot hand. And if it's Monk having a big game, he's going to get the ball more. If it's Herder. You know, whatever. Uh, I, I was just shocked. Like, Harrison Barnes is averaging over 15 points a game right now on nine shots. It's just how wow. efficient he is is crazy. And it's not just like over – it's over a 40-game stretch. He's averaging that on nine shots. And that's that's impressive. Uh, you mentioned the four 20-point scores. I was like, oh, why do I feel like they lost that game? It's because they, they did. did. They lost to the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> they had yeah. four 20-point scores and no one else in double figures. Yeah, both teams had four starters with 20 and yep. one starter with eight points. Yep, that's both right. teams. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, so the, Keegan, I think, had eight points in that game. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 22 for Harrison, 25 for De'Aaron, 24 
uh, for Kevin Herter and uh, Domas had 20 and 14. That was 14. The, the one at Golden 1, right? This was at Golden 1, yeah. 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 Um, James, this is a serious question, so we need a serious answer. Mm-hmm. Will the double-double streak end this year? <laughs> I think it'll end this year, but I don't know if it's going to end. It's, I mean, it's at, we don't count it ending if he misses. It's at 20, so pick a number. Where do you think the double-double streak ends? Man. 33 is the most recent I, number people talk about. That's Dwight. And I changed my, my pick to 35. That's so you're going 35. That's at 33 yesterday. I'm saying 35. The, the, the non-goofy era – Record is Kevin Love at 53, and then he'll have to chase Wilt Chamberlain's numbers one at a time after that. <laughs> but yeah. 53 is the Kevin Love number, and I think we did. I think if he went the rest of the season, wasn't like 59 or 60. I think it was 60. Something? Yeah, 60. Yeah, I'm gonna guess like there's a good chance he he gets up to around 40. Like it's every single night, and I think this season it's crazy. He's got. He's got four triple doubles. He also has eight additional games where he finished with eight or more assists mm. and, and a double double. So he missed a triple double by two assists and or less. And he also has one game where he finished with nine rebounds and a double double. Um, so he could have had another triple double. Like he's he's elite. Yeah. Uh, you know he's he's one of those players that like comes out each and every night and gives you all of this crazy all of these crazy stats and then. Um, I was looking at screen assists. Uh, I wrote about that for Sunday and like screen assists are this weird category that isn't talked about that much, but it's just like a regular assist, except for it's a screen that you set that leads directly to a player, to one of your teammates scoring a basket. And he leads an overall screen assist, but he's second in his uh, screen assist per game by like 0.1 behind Steven Adams. And it's, so he's at like 5.3 screen assists, which equals like 13 points per game for his teammates. Like what he's doing to like clear out space, basically between assists, screen assists, and his points, he's averaging like basically 50. He contributes to 50 of the points in each game. Mm. And it's so incredibly hard to imagine replacing him because there's just no one else who does some sort of the thing that he does outside of Jokic, right? Mm. And even like a really poor man's version of it is is Mason Plumley, which I bring up all the time. But even we watch Alperin's uh, Shengun, like the Rockets aren't going to trade Shengun, but it's sort of what he does a little bit. He's like a like a really basic version of Sabonis, a very young basic version of Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's incredible. He's just the center of the Kings universe, and you know it's hard to replace a guy like that. So. Is the beam being lit tonight? I say yes. Yes, yes, yes. I I say yes. (laughs) You reminded me of a Vecron Adibe right there. I say yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is... Yeah, we talked about this this nine-game stretch, right? And they're seven games into the nine-game stretch. They're five and two. Um, They need a win tonight. They need to beat a team, and I think it should be repeated. This is an opportunity to put away the Lakers in in your season. Mm-hmm. So this is the fourth game. You got a two to one advantage. You beat them, 
and you have you win the season series. Mm -hmm. So you have all tiebreakers over them. And while the Lakers are bad right now, that does not mean the Lakers will be bad in game by game eighty two. And somehow they could find a way to rally and the Kings could find a way to drop a couple of games and next thing you know, you're in a tight battle. You want to have as many tiebreakers as possible. And this is an opportunity to put your thumb on them and push them deeper into the into despair. Uh, but also pick up that big, big season series against the Lakers. Yeah, that's a great point. We probably didn't spend a ton of time talking about today is the value of that tiebreaker. If the Lakers yeah. make that move, people think they're going to make. And eventually, I do believe they're going to do something uh, when Anthony Davis returns. It's just how far back will they be and what will that wind up being? Anthony Davis was here. It's not like this team was 10 games above 500 right. uh, when he was around. They were struggling when he was around. And that's that's where I hit pause with a lot of these conversations about these other teams like Phoenix, uh, even to a certain degree, Golden State. It's like what's preventing Golden State from being great right now? Like I, I, I believe in the roster. I just don't know what I see when I see them play sometimes. I watched almost all of that game against Washington the other day. It's like, hey, that's a bit solid club, particularly there in the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter stood out. Uh, but it's just what makes me believe they're going to be able to do that more times over the course of the next 41 than they did over the course of the first 41. Uh, James, yeah. we appreciate you so much. Uh, we're done for today. Uh, hit the thumbs up before you go. Uh, check out the Kings Beat. Uh, new podcast dropping. You can check out their YouTube channel uh, as well, where apparently Sean is all in. That has not happened all year. I don't know if that's ever happening. As a matter of fact, <laughs> as soon as this show ends, I'm pulling up the podcast to hear it for myself. Yeah. Uh, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you here tomorrow at noon on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Go Kings! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.